Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast. This is episode 144, and we are on our deep dive of the subject, not taking things too seriously. And this is something that has been very much on my mind recently because I have felt the freedom of not taking life as seriously. And I think that in our world, we we are all, especially in, our, in, in American culture, we're very obsessed with our work, with our productivity, with our results, and with winning at the end of the day. And it drives us in such a way that we're not able to actually enjoy life or enjoy the journey. And I think we get so caught up, we allow other people's actions to affect our emotions and mental states. And so not taking things too seriously to me is it's, it's across the board. It's that you really don't need to take, you know, if you're in school, like I genuinely don't think your grades matter that much. I don't think your career matters that much. I don't think your income matters that much. All of that stuff really does work itself out. If you focus on really your true North, which is living your purpose and finding joy in that journey. And, you know, to me, those are the areas to focus in. And the best way to find joy is not to overthink things, not to put them on a pedestal, not to make them feel like life or death, but just to understand that there's room for mistakes along the way. Yeah. You know, and there's this idea, you know, in one of the more powerful books I've, I've read recently that I think a lot of people quote it and read the cover, you know, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And they think, and they mistake that for not giving a fuck or not caring or being um, indifferent to what's going on. Um, and really what it means is just being comfortable with who you are and what your purpose is and what makes you different versus caring so much about everything that's outside of that, um, that realm, right? Because when you say, you know, don't take things too seriously, it is very important to put that into context and for people to really understand how meaningless they are right? Because you are one in seven, soon to be 8 billion people in this world, you know, do the division on the, on that and see what your meaning is. And so whenever things are happening in the world, it's like we get so upset about the momentary things that are happening. But the reality is, is that you have no control. You know, one example of that is there was another school, sh- another shooting, mass shooting, over the weekend, there actually was one stopped here in Houston um, where a guy was about to go into the Galleria Mall with 120 rounds of ammunition before a cop stopped him. And, you know, it's something obviously that you have the right to be upset about. It is upsetting. It makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel uncomfortable going to that location, obviously. But there's a difference between taking in the information, understanding that this is a trend that's happening and quickly making adjustments to how you live your life versus it taking a lot of real estate in your mind where you are having multiple conversations about it. You are constantly engaging with these stories, engaging with the comments around these stories, the Twitter dialogue around these stories. Yes, these are very troubling events that we must acknowledge as human beings as as kind of a self-defense protection mechanism. But there's a difference between that and letting each of these kind of things that 
are controversial or are, are, are sad or upsetting and letting them dictate how you maneuver through each of your days. Because once you let that overtake your mind, it impacts everything that you're doing to try to be productive and positive in your own life. Yeah, I think that's really, really well said. What we don't weigh enough in our in our lives and our decision-making processes is the weight that we tend to carry mentally with things that we end up taking, quote-unquote, too seriously. So whether it's your profession or the way somebody made you feel or you know the way a situation makes you feel, if you carry that weight with you, it's going to affect every single thing that you encounter until you stop carrying that weight. And it's going to prevent you from being the version of yourself that receives that, you know, essentially like is connected in with achieving the things you want to achieve and receiving the things you're meant to receive. And, you know, it, it's, it's very, very easy to get trapped in that place. And then you, you get into these cycles where you're not really sure how to, how to break it, how to get out of the ups and downs. And you start to essentially put blame on other folks. And so the, my view on this specifically is that in, in this world, we are here to learn and we're here to experience many things. And we all tend to overthink the situations we're in because we're so scared of making a mistake because we've taken life so seriously. We are living in our minds where we think, okay, if I said this, what will happen? If I say this, what will happen? If I say this, what will happen? We end up spending so much time analyzing every possible outcome. We never actually experience any of the outcomes because we don't act. And there is a lot to be gained from just allowing yourself to make mistakes and just to do what your heart says in the moment and accept the consequences for that. Yeah, it's, it's very important to do that and not, you know, not take for granted um, the idea and concept that, you know, I think, there's, there's this idea that we really can force an impact change on other people. The reality is the only person that can change someone is themselves. And the, the amount of time that I think we spend and people spend on trying to get people to align with their views, their positions, um, for, that they, their, their outlook on the world is right, somebody else's is wrong, the reality is everyone is behaving and operating from their perspective and their experiences. And there's no way for you to understand their perception and their experiences if you haven't lived their lives. The only thing you can understand is yourself. And that's where the famous Rumi quote was like, yesterday I was smart, so I tried to change the world. Today I am wise, so I'm focused on changing myself. And this isn't, you know, a, and I want to make it clear, this isn't about not caring you know, about the things that are going around on around you or the impact, the negative or positive impact that that's having. It's really about learning how to compartmentalize everything that's being thrown at you, this nonstop volume of information, how to compartmentalize that into a small piece of your brain, which takes into all this information and then the rest of your brain needs to be operating on what is my purpose in this world? What am I trying to accomplish? Because you may, even if you don't look at it like I have a purpose or a higher purpose, if you just look at it as what am I trying to do before my time is done? We have no control over our fate, right? Like I could, we could die tomorrow, but are you doing uh, what, what it is that you want to do? And if you're not doing that, how do you do that? And it's so difficult. 
to get to that level of optimization and that level of understanding that you have to be constantly doing the work to do that. Anytime you're spending distracted about by taking everything else in the macro seriously, it's leading you to kind of an inefficient, unproductive life. And the truth is that's why, you know, there are so many people who get stuck in average or below average lives from their own perspective. I'm not one to cast judgment on what average, below average. Everybody lives lives. So many people get caught in kind of this kind of like, I would say purgatory. I wouldn't even say that's probably the best way to do it. Purgatory with their own life because they care so much about everything else that's happening that they're not even, they're not even putting the work in to make themselves better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, really well said. I think that's, that's the other side of this too, is like being able to put in that work to make yourself better. It's like, if you're, if you're very, very focused on, um, outcomes on results, it becomes impossible to do the work because you end up create, creating a casting judgment on yourself based on the results you're seeing at the early stages of any sort of effort. And it's important to give yourself the room to grow and to see the results change over time as you continue to put in the work. And that comes from a true passion for the craft. It doesn't come from a passion for results. But when, you, when you're too serious about the results, then you lose the ability to be passionate about the craft because all of a sudden it's not about the craft anymore. It's about what the craft is worth to somebody else, not to you. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And that's, I mean, the, the biggest thing here is like, you know, and anybody who's kind of gone to therapy and, and goes through that first phase of therapy, it's funny, like the conversations always tend to lean toward how, the rest of the world is behaving and how that's impacting you versus how you are behaving and how that's impacting the world. Right. Like, and how you behave um, really is your only impact on the world, right? How you react to certain things, how you handle things. um, The the people who kind of find kind of growth and, and happiness are the people that really know how to not care about the things that don't matter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And the question is, how do you go from not being one of those people to being one of those people? Because I think it's a, it's a very challenging transformation because it's full of unprogramming yourself from the way that you're conditioned by culture and you know familial influence and all of the different elements that make you who, who you are. Adult life is really about unwinding every single piece of that and finding that you as an identity is it's nothing it, there's no there's no preconceived notions to who you are but your your societal upbringing is the, is the thing and and your ego is a thing that gives you a, a certain sense of you know direction one way or the other but when you start to realize that you are super super fluid as a person and you can really be put in any context you start to realize that your potential is very infinite. It can go in any direction. And so the greats of, of our history, they're all the polymaths. They're the ones who were painters and artists, but they were also mathematicians and scientists and inventors. And they were also philosophers and they were also writers. And when we think about the people that really molded our society, they were the ones who were able to understand that by 
becoming that, you know, very kind of blank slate of a person, you actually have the potential to do everything at a high level, not just one thing. Yeah, that's a that's a great um, great point. And you know, to to kind of also answer your question is how, you know, what's the how? You know, how do you disconnect yourself? And I think one of the most powerful things that I think you can benefit from is taking um, taking how you digest your information out of the digital realm and look at more more deep thinking and that's only way you get that is through reading um, reading nonfiction reading into philosophy reading into how things work without and the, the key here is without your own confirmation bias I think a lot of the knowledge that people seek is to to answer questions or to confirm thoughts or beliefs that they have versus just saying hey I'm going into this saying I don't understand anything and I want to learn as much as I possibly can. Um, and I think that's really one of the fundamental things that I think is being lost uh, in our society because in the United States, for example, we have this great resource called um, the public library, which anybody literally can go and there is a treasure trove of information of books that you can learn from, put yourself in a quiet environment, Take yourself away from the noise of learning this stuff through Google while you're scrolling your Instagram, reading your Twitter feed, but actually lock in on what you're trying to understand and read it, right? Um, I think that's just a powerful thing that's being lost because of how information is coming to us. You know, that's why TikTok is the fastest growing platform is people want to understand things in 15 to 30 seconds. And it's like, that's not going to give you a balanced personality. It's going to just give you what you were saying about the polymaths is they're, the key to them was that they actually learned about all the things that they were interested in. They didn't just absorb a quick YouTube video and say, okay, now I'm, I'm a scientist. Now I'm a, you know, philosopher. They actually did a lot of work um, <laughs> in that yeah. process of becoming a polymath, you know? That's, that's so absolutely true. And I think that, the work too in, in that kind of lane when you're really opening yourself up to everything, it's it's not work, it's just expression. It's the understanding that, you know, we we have two sides of our brain that operate differently, but at the same time, like everything is an expression of who we are, whether it's mathematics or invention or science, or whether it's art, writing, poetry, acting, you name it when you understand that it all is expression, you're then just learning different languages for that expression, right? Yeah. And so you, it, by mastering one thing, you master them all. You just have to learn the language to be able to translate that mastery. 100%. 100%. I mean, that's, that's really it is, is that tendency of um, caring uh, about everything is uh, is uh, an interesting one because the flip side of this is like what you don't want to be is completely disconnected emotionally um, and and not have any empathy uh, toward anybody right um, it may lead to productivity but it's also can be a very lonely journey if you don't create kind of that balance 
um, even in kind of not caring about everything. Again, this goes back to, I think it's more about caring enough and not spending too much time on things that don't really impact you. I think that's probably a better way to frame this kind of conversation than saying, hey, you know, don't care about anything that doesn't affect you. Like that's, that's a little um, extreme for people to kind of probably fully understand and digest what, what yeah. we mean by that. Well, I think to add to that, it's, it's also, you, you said it about living in the physical world. Uh, when you carry your phone around, when you're looking at your text messages constantly, you're constantly being pulled into living for others. You're being called by other people to react to their image, to respond to their text message, to solve their problem. And you don't do anything for you at the end of that. You spend your whole day essentially just like on call. And it's really, really important to recognize that. So when you have your phone on you, like I, I think I've said this on the pod before, but I recommend turning off all notifications. If someone texts you, you should decide when you check your text. They shouldn't decide when you check your text, right? Same thing with email, same thing with messaging. You should have the ability to turn off your notifications and be at peace. And if you're not, then you probably got something you got to figure out. Yeah, and it's a big thing. Like our technology leans people toward constantly being distracted, right? Even with your, you know, your Apple devices, if you're in the Apple family and you have an iPhone and you have a MacBook, turn off your text messages on your laptop, you know, that way you're not being distracted. Like, look at your, if you're on your laptop and you're working and a text message comes up at the top of your screen, you're going to look at that text message and that's distracting your line of thinking from whatever it is that you are focused on. Same with your email notifications. If they're constantly popping up, that's one thing I encourage people to do all the time is create separation. It's, we all think about the convenience factor. It's so amazing now that I can, you know, see everything, get my phone calls on my computer. It's like, that's why it's, I do think it's still important to create separation in your devices and how you utilize them because I do think it's leading to a less productive overall world. Yeah, I think it's, it's valuable. These cross-platform integrations are valuable when it comes to the creation of something. But when it comes to receiving notifications, it's extremely harmful. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't get away from those notifications. You can't get away. Like the most irritating thing in the world to me is, and I haven't figured out how to turn this part of it off, but if somebody FaceTimes me on my phone, my computer immediately starts ringing. I got it to turn off for text, but I have not gotten it to turn off. Yeah. For it's very annoying. It's very yeah. Annoying. It's, and it's not, it's not what I care about at the moment. If somebody FaceTimes me, it doesn't take priority over what's happening in my life. And, you know, I think that, for many people it does. And that if, if it's the case for you, where if someone calls you or FaceTimes you, that's more important than what you're doing in the current moment, maybe you need to think about that and really ask yourself why it is more important than what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And even the concept of FaceTime itself is very strange to me. I mean, it's not as strange to the younger generations that it's so okay to just pick up the phone and FaceTime anybody at any given time, not having any context of where they might be, what they're doing, whether they're at work, whether they're in a business meeting, whether they're at a dinner. It's like that disruption. It's like, I feel like it's normal etiquette to inform someone before you visually call them. Right. But that's 
<laughs> that's another thing uh, that's kind of lost. And the other one is like social media notifications. I can't believe that people keep their Instagram and Twitter notifications because they want to see every single person that likes their picture, every person that comments on their picture. And, you know, if think about it. If you have, you know, if you even are an average user and you're getting 20 likes on your posts, that's 20 new notifications that are going to your phone that you're, that you need to know why not turn those notifications off. And then just the three or four times you go on Instagram, you can see the notifications that are coming in. It's just one of those things you really have to think about the trade-offs that you're making for convenience and whether or not it's really a convenience thing or whether it's more about a distraction, the, the fact that you really do enjoy the distractions that come with with all of these things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think with all that being said, that's that's another part of not taking life too seriously is if you miss a call, miss a text, maybe you miss a night out with some friends. Okay. It's not a big deal, right? It's not the end of the world. Nothing's going to happen. You'll just join the next time, you know? And I think that it's important to realize that there's nothing that should have pull over, over you. You should have full ability to make each choice. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't hang out with people. If you want to hang out with people, you should, but it should be your choice. It shouldn't be because somebody hit you up and you feel an obligation to go. Here's a here's an interesting social experiment you can run next time you're out like at a social gathering whether it's a dinner or a group activity you know be the person that um isn't hyper engaged with the conversation fall back be a little bit more quiet listen and see what the re reaction is the reaction and I'll tell you the reaction is going to be the attention and focus will shift toward you right and that's the advantage also of kind of just not always having to be be uh, in the moment or involved. The world tends to react to the people who observe it and pay attention to it versus the people who always need to have their voice heard or, or express their interaction with the world. Um, yeah. Just run that and see what happens. You'll be you'll be amazed at how much um, how much more you become the center of the room versus being the person that's always talking. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I think we've, we've gotten to the end of this topic. Um, you know, when we say things like don't take life too seriously or, you know, kind of anything in this vein, I think the overall goal is to point you, the listener toward the direction of consciousness, like being conscious of each of your choices and actions. And I, I think that, if you dive into all of the topics we've covered on these deep dives, the trend has been that more you have conscious choice over your actions and decisions, the more fruitful and, and joyful your life becomes. And so if that's another way, another lens to communicate this through that maybe it will resonate better. I think the same message can be applied through the lens of consciousness as opposed to taking things seriously or not seriously. Yep. And, and on that note, you know, stay moving. Um, always be you. You is fly. Wild Boys out. Italy edition. Wild Boys, we get on up. We go fly.